0: Welcome to the Below the Line podcast. My name is David Duggan and I'm one of the members of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organizations as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs and people looking to make their mark in the world. Whether it's leadership, business, coaching, health or simply life in general, we're really talking about performance our ability to show up as brilliantly as possible into all of these situations for ourselves and those around us. Each week, I sit down with a member of our team or an invited guest to discuss a performance-related topic connected to their area of expertise. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week, I'm talking to a very special guest, Lisa Nicole Dunn, an organisational consultant and strategist whose business, Mantra Strategy, focuses on helping organisations with projects related to purpose, impact and change for societal good. I wanted to talk to Lisa Nicole about what if anything has changed about how organisations approach strategy development based on her experience of working with businesses over the last 18 months. what advice she has for any team or company seeking to devise and develop a strategy as we continue to work using remote and hybrid working arrangements when it comes to developing strategy Lisa Nicole suggests that organizations should always link this process back to their purpose and continuously check their activities against this big reason for existence as well as this Where possible, she recommends people in organisations getting back together in the same physical space to bring energy, enthusiasm and passion to the strategy development process, particularly if the experience of COVID-19 has forced organisations to rethink or reinvent what they do or how they do it. You can subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast, as well as exclusive online events and sessions, including our Press Pause coaching community. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Okay, so look, I'll just start with that first question then. So is there anything that COVID-19 has changed about how organisations develop strategy? Tell me tell me what you see, Lisa Nicole, as someone with your kind of consultant strategist hat on.
1: Yeah, like I think a lot of organisations are reflecting and there was probably an element of panic at the beginning in terms of, you know, the overuse of the word pivot and and, and how that fed into strategy. Um, but what, what I guess is interesting for me is that strategy is really at the end of the day, all about the long-term goals or, you know, and the course of action that will get you to that place. So, you know, what course of action, what allocation of resources are needed to achieve your longer term goals, so that's kind of like that's an age old, you know, definition from well, 1962 or something, Alfred Chandler. So, uh, what COVID did was made people really think, okay, should we be doing something totally different, and probably get in a room more often or virtual room more often, thinking about, okay, what do we need to do now? That that's not necessarily strategy, and 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 I suppose it, it's. It's absolutely business management and planning and, you know, all of that. But I guess, you know, I I think in COVID, people started to reflect on whether they should change what the definition of strategy is and look in a more short term way. So what we would have seen is people questioning, should they be doing a three to five year strategy at all? And I know that that was around before COVID, but, you know, should they be doing that longer term thinking? Um, should they be doing a, a transitional strategy or an interim kind of strategy? And I guess from our perspective, we would say the whole purpose of strategy, and there are a few you know, things that it contributes to, the whole purpose is to have that guiding star, that kind of connection with the overall purpose that helps you decide what to do and what not to do. And so actually, I would say having it in a period like COVID or a pandemic or some major, is actually all the more important. Doesn't mean to say you can't have agility, and you can't have flexibility around what you do and some of the tactics and the shorter-term kind of functional needs that a business has. Um, but strategy is an iterative process. Um, it is about preparing for the future, um, and it is about kind of giving you distinction. So. I think what COVID, what COVID did was challenge people to think, you know, do I have time to be thinking long-term when I don't even know what's around the corner? And I think that's true. But strategy always takes into account some kind of assumptions and predictions and looks at, like a, a strategy done really well, looks outside, looks at the context, looks at, you know, your past and all of all of that good stuff. So, you know, from our perspective, COVID changed, people's thinking about it in the immediate terms but we are seeing an absolute influx of people now thinking okay we really need to get back to what is our long term thinking again and and i think you know i think that's good because it should never really have gone away
0: so if i just picking up on what you said there you've probably seen a lot of organizations almost do it hasn't been strategizing but it's been you know crisis management maybe over the last 18 months coming out of that now so what are you seeing in terms of how organizations are deciding to develop strategy because it's it still is so uncertain right now
1: yeah and I, i i think you know what we are seeing more of is um people taking that giving themselves that time and space which is really important so uh the ability to reflect uh taking time out planning in a strategy away day that's kind of you know they haven't been done so much And they've been done virtually like the rest of our lives, but it's not quite the same as being in a room uh, as people, in my opinion, anyway. So what we're seeing is we're seeing people move from the kind of, okay, what's the one year plan to, you know, really having a workshop that actually allows them that space to reflect, to think about purpose, to really revisit, you know, the mission, to have done the input piece around, you know, where are we? And mapping kind of the impact they're having now what's working are some of those going to be remaining some of those new things that they're going to remain in the future strategy. So we're seeing organizations get together again is what I would say, and a lot I mean we're at the door with inquiries for strategy workshops and, um, and I suppose um, helping people kind of look at you know aligning more so aligning the kind of immediate and the longer term so and. Um, yeah, so I'd say strategy workshops and we kind of package those in mantra more with, you know, with purpose at the core. So, you know, the mantra is all about, um, you know, purpose at the core of the strategy and about thinking about what your belief is, what should guide you forward. And, and that's not just for that's not just intended for, you know, for good organizations that are, you know, motivated by social impact or purpose. That's about organizations large and small thinking about why they exist and to what end they're all aligned and 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 that's that's I think a really critical thing around how do you make sure you don't get lost in the day-to-day and that's you know that's about what are you all there for at the end of the day what are the fundamentals so we're seeing more people book in for kind of that reflection piece strategy workshops as a starting point and then kicking off a period of strategic thinking and as I said um We had heard a lot of people say, you know, should this be a transitional strategy? Should we be thinking about two years? And I guess from our perspective, we're now getting more and more people realizing, no, we need more stability than that. We need to distinguish ourselves more than what we would do in a short term thinking. And we really need to prepare for the future in a kind of more long term way and and give everyone in the organization that overall kind of reference point or guiding star So a lot more people are engaging Mantra and I'm sure many others in that whole facilitation process around what's our three to five year trajectory again. And I think that's a really positive kind of development.
0: Yeah. Um, It sounds to me as well that for some of these teams, it's almost a process of just, you know, getting back in the room again, but saying, revisiting our purpose and checking, you know, versus uh, reflecting on the last 18 months is that still what we should be doing? And if it is great and if it's not, let's let's just readjust it and uh, think about it in a more long term context.
1: Yeah, I think so. Reconnecting is the word we've been using because I suppose because, um, you know, when you reflect a lot of the time you do if your strategy was really solid in the first place. And the reason you set up your business or the reason your kind of strategy has has taken a particular route um, uh, over a number of years, if that was sound, you'll tend to reflect and go back to the, to the core of that a lot of the time, or, you know, unless there's been major shifts of sand in your market and, 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 and so on. So yeah, reconnecting with that original purpose, and then really, really reflecting on how you can best achieve that in the current context, and in the context of what's likely in the next few years. So, um, and a few months, obviously, as well. So yeah, I think you're right. It's like really about taking the time to give yourself, I keep using the word space, but give yourself and your management team, your leadership team, your board, whatever way you structure your kind of strategic thinking process, give your key stakeholders that, that freedom to think. And often, as we all know, it's been such a crazy period we are we're barely getting to think you're kind of you know the fight fight and flight is is true The the reality is you're juggling so many things right now we're we're all you know we're all living a very different life I think to what we were and so a strategic kind of checkpoint a strategic process a strategic workshop whatever that looks like and whatever feels right for your you know, organization or or your particular budget, even, and your team that you have at the time, any of those are going to serve a really strong purpose of that reconnection, reflection, and then adoption, or, you know, as you talk about that iterative kind of change um, process as needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, you, you, you've spoken about the organisations that you work with, right? But you've been at the top of organisations. You've led out things like fundraising strategies or merger strategies. Based on your experience of doing that type of stuff, what's your, strat, what's your guidance for leaders who, once strategy has been finalised or sorted, um, how do they communicate it and how do they lead it, in your view?
1: That's a great question. And I suppose, um, I think it really talks to the how do you go about creating your strategy, who is at the table how are others inputting and um, how are you listening to need to we use the you know the model of like wish what if to really engage stakeholders and draw them out on what's working really well what do you like um what do you wish was easier bigger better you know that you could do more of that and that really could grow and finally looking at imagining you know what if there were no um, <clears throat> excuse me, there were no limitations. What, what does that look like? What's the paradise island, you know? And so I think when an organizational leadership team engage all the right people in the process, they don't have to think about how am I going to communicate this? They're going to think about how am I onboarding people? How am I keeping them with me? How am I sure this is something that we all believe in? And so it's more of a rally cry when it's built on right level of input it's more of a kind of come on let's do this as opposed to well i have to tell you why we need to change do you know what i mean so i I think it's really all about how you start the process who you talk to and and we we help a lot with that planning um and what the purpose of the process is so is it strategy for strategy development sake for the guiding kind of star because it needs a refresh Is it, you know, is it regulatory that you absolutely need to have your strategic plan written, documented in a certain way for certain stakeholders or whatever? Or actually, are you doing this because you we want the team together to dream and to really rally and to think about purpose and to connect with kind of how you're making a difference in, you know, your market, with your product or in the world, whatever that might look like. So for for me, it's always been, you know, bringing people along. Um, you know, merger processes, as you say, are, you know, hugely tricky and, and um, very sensitive. But overall, I think once you're being really open all the way through and you have, you know, very clear communication channels throughout the process and they're getting regular updates and they feel they have a voice, everyone in that, it doesn't mean you can always take every voice on board, but to hear it, to, to, to understand it. Um, whether that's through survey or whether that's through, you know, actual workshops, cross-functional workshops work really well. We do a lot of that. We call them our purpose pits. Um, and they're really where that's what you're talking about. and You're hearing hearing people through. We, we really think the communication is going to fall from that very naturally if you do that stage right.
0: What is your advice for any organization or any leader who's who's kicking off a strategy process is there a top two or three things that you think look do this and not that it won't fail but if you do it this way you stand a greater chance of success
1: i definitely think you know don't don't be too insular in your thinking is my first guidance like put the time in do the research look outside for inspiration look outside for what others are doing Um, You know, don't ignore the data is what I'd always say, like data led strategy makes huge sense. So, you know, that's horizon scanning, but also, you know, looking at your own data, looking at your competitors, looking at all that stuff. So, you know, we have a number of products we do, like Snow White Sessions that are really about getting people in the organization to also help name who they watch and, and then doing, you know, detailed research on those organizations. So that you're not just doing your strategy based on what you think yourself. Um, I think that is is really important. The second one for me is around that kind of cross-functional engagement. um, Bottom up, top down, you know, it doesn't really matter like what structure your organization has if you're hierarchical or not, find a way to listen to the voices of many and to you know, reflect on what your possibilities are from listening to the people you have, because our teams are the ones who are closest to what's going on and who, you know, who are going to be able to really have um, huge contributions to make in terms of simple things that, that actually might be being missed as well. So that's the second. And then I guess the third thing I would say about strategy is, you know, really allow yourself the time and space. So I, I keep coming back to this, um you know uh, time to allow this process um take place so it could be just as simple as three half day workshops that are mapped in with gaps in between but it's that reflection space in between where people have I, i i use the word ruminate a lot where you have time to ruminate and really think about is that what we're all about and have somebody drive your process that whether it's internal or with an external partner like a strategy firm like ourselves or not have someone who's going to challenge you and be open to that challenge because otherwise you could just find yourself doing strategy development as a checkbox exercise and and then you know and this is maybe a little aside you asked for three and I've given three but I'm going to squeeze another one in is that quite often we find organizations think about their strategy and 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 courses of action to deliver those goals and the allocation of resources but then they also start rolling that out and then add on lots of other like projects or work streams or um, kind of committee-led ideas, concepts, initiatives that are very important to the organization but they're not necessarily embedded in their strategy And, and a good example of this is kind of the the diversity and inclusion kind of strategies or you know any any ESG type sustainability is often core but you know and more and more we're starting to see boards and investors really care about this stuff so so they're naturally sitting as core but some of the other things like workplace well-being and the culture they're they're kind of seen almost as small parts of how we'll do it and I think, you know, this is a real opportunity in a post-pandemic world to really embed those as core parts of the enablers that are going to deliver your strategy, rather than bolt-ons or separate small things dealt with by kind of cross-functional committees or, you know, volunteer committees, Um, really embed those. And I think that will really help set your organization apart. And strategy is supposed to do that. Distinguish us. As well as give stability as well as help us prepare for the future so really embedding all the things that make your organization tick and who you are and, and and propel yourselves forward with that kind of purpose is is a really really healthy way to start your process
0: last question strategy development in kind of the rest of this year and into 2022 are there any kind of trends that you see organizations kind of following or any traps that you see them falling into
1: Oh, gosh, I think, I mean, I think from a trends point of view, like strategy development has stood the test of time is what I would say. And in terms of, you know, the, you know, those stages of kind of input and, you know, stakeholder engagement and then, you know, horizon, you know, the insight and horizon scanning and so on. So, so I don't think that will, that will majorly change in terms of the process. But a lot of organizations are doing that kind of more and giving themselves kind of shorter periods of time before they come back to the table. So, you know, what is our strategy on a page or our soap? Um, uh, What are our kind of purpose proof points and how are we monitoring those as organizations? And I think organizations that check in with that a little bit more than we'll come back in two and a half years and have a mid strategic review. I think that's a useful kind of um new departure or, you know, a lot of organizations live their strategy a little bit more um, frequently, but, but not everyone. Some literally create it and then don't embed it into how they manage the business as much as they could. So that's one. Um, and, and I suppose, yeah, like, I guess always be allocating some resources to, to allowing the team have time to do reflection as they go through so you know in in theory when you're looking at annual budgets you should be also able to do a quick check-in on whether your assumptions your projections from from like the overall pest analysis you've done in in strategic thinking does that still hold true is there major things coming down the tracks that we need to be aware of and or are there are there kind of major risks that are kind of emerging so I think that's worth keeping an eye on. And the other thing I would say, if you're really, really looking to succeed is ESG, you know, environmental, social and governance kind of goals and strategies are way more important now than they ever were before. So how are you living those? That's a really, that's a really important kind of um, uh, trend and I think should be really core to businesses because the more we, we really live those values and brands, uh, and uh, sorry live those values and goals the more we can all aspire to have a better world that's me with my mantra hat on like we're all about trying to make communities and society better and business has a role to play in that so I think that's a trend we like Um, is that like ESG is kind of rising in its uh, importance and not just not just to shareholders but to you know management teams as well and i'd love to see more management teams kind of reach out and get in touch about how they can start to really live that
0: fantastic listen thank you very very much for sharing your time and your thoughts and your views really appreciate it
1: thank you so much for having me on delighted to be here